turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Five. What happened is we started to get carriers that had power onlys, right? Mm -hmm. So with power only freight, um, let's just say we were looking at a load board here in Atlanta. If you have a dry van or you have a trailer, there may be over five to six hundred loads available. If it's a power only, that's going to narrow down maybe to 30. Okay, so you could get freight, but it's harder because now when you have this new carrier, you got to look at their authority. How long has your authority been active? If it's under 30 days or 90 days, now some of the brokers may not even utilize them. So what I basically did from there, I'm like, okay, if these carriers can't get trailers, I'm going to go out and get trailers and rent it to them. It's going to make my job easier. Mm. So what I did, I actually went to the bank, got a loan. I said, my credit's good. Let's see what happens. And got a loan, got two trailers. At that time, I was doing about $600 a month per trailer. Okay. Which was $1,200. I started with two. My note to the bank was only $400. So I was making an $800 profit. And on top of that, I was dispatching them. Wow. So I kept redoing that same process again. Okay. Um, I was buying all of my trailers from Warner. Okay. And I just kept flipping it. Okay. How much did the trailers, first, like initial trailers cost you? About 10000 per trailer. About 10000 Okay. So mm -hmm. you see this opportunity where there's all these power-only trucks out there opportunities they have no trailers so mm -hmm. you say let me go buy some trailers correct aside from just the fact that the you, you saw the need like what made you confident to think that that would work faith mm. again the other side of fear is freedom right so in life a lot of people what stops them is fear so remember when i talked about leaving my job from the police department yep. not knowing what i was going to do i had a child a dependent that was dependent on me it was faith. It was just, hey, I got to do this. So at the end of the day, um, I felt like I didn't know if it was going to work or not work, to be honest with you. But it worked. And I'm right. glad it did work. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but it was just faith. It was just stepping out on faith. Hey, let's try something new. And I will tell you, that actually changed my life. So trucking has allowed me to elevate in life. Um, I've made a lot of money in trucking. I've started other businesses because of trucking. So just that decision of starting with those two trailers, um, it started to create passive income. Talk about government. How, how do you get into doing things for the government? Oh, man, that, that I, that's off the low board. The really? low board is all on the low board. You got to know what to look for. Okay. You got to know what to look so for. So you're able to drop trailers for storage for the government as well? Absolutely. I made a lot of money doing that. Wow. A lot of money. And you find it on the low board? Find on the low board, man. So when you find those kind of opportunities, how do you... How do you approach them? How do you, you know, you just say I have trailers. Is there any criteria you have to meet? Like, right. how does that work? Do you have to be certified in something? Like, well, you don't have to be certified. Okay. What I did was the first time I, I heard about it, another guy was parked in the yard. He's like, yo, you, they got FEMA stuff. They be doing money and they, you know, make money doing it. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. A month later, FEMA hit. And um, I ended up doing my first drop. And I'll tell you how I did it for the most part. I started looking. I talked to them. I figured out what they needed. And I said, I can do that. I ended up dropping that trailer. I made fifteen thousand dollars the first time I dropped it. They kept it like a two about two months. For two months. For two months, fifteen thousand. I woke my wife up. She was working night shift. <laughs> I went downtown. I was like, "Babe, you wouldn't believe this. She just gave me the Raycon. It's yeah. fifteen thousand dollars." Yeah. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I said, "I'm gonna take a shot of Jack." 
I'm, I'm taking off today. I'm done. So, so, so when something like that happens, it's obviously like, man, I gotta find some more work like that. There we go. So, obviously, I was like, yo, this a thing. Who all in this? Who, who all doing this? I'm like, yo, I need more trailers. Right. So I start buying more trailers just for the seasons. But the problem is, I don't own land. Mm. Where do I put all these trailers at? Okay. I start leaning on the drops. Good question. Where were, where were you putting your trailers? Man, That's a question I didn't ask. I leave them at the shippers and co-signees. Okay, so you just have them spread out everywhere. I spread all over the place. So they're your storage too. There we go. I said, they're look, paying you to store your trailers. There we go. I was like, yo, I was like, look, I, I call them. Yeah. Who's your front guy? Hey, I got a trailer. Would you like to use this storage? It doesn't leak. It's good. It's dry. You can you can use it. Well, how much are you going to charge? Like $20 a day, $30 a day, or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. So I let them test it out. It sit there. So you make the rate really low. Yep. So they could pretty much, in effect, store your trailers there we for go. you so you still make money. There we go. Okay. So I, I, I ain't had to make it look pretty. Yeah. But I, I got it enough that it was... It was it was a, uh, it was like a, you know, if you you rating a woman, one to ten, she ain't sexy, but she like, I, right. yeah, my trailer was like, I, right. it was six seven, she was I, right. okay, like oh, you can take her around your mama, his mama was like, oh, she cool, that's how my trailer was like, she cool, I like her personality, right, so I took those trailers to the shippers and cold ass down east and try to sell myself on, let them sit there and store it, okay, so I was making money with them just sitting there, then the times I was like, look, I'm leaving my trailer back in a month, so I go back and grab it so I can do more drops or I can get ready for the season, four. Most of owner operators that come to us, again, remember I said it's like an investment. Okay. They don't really want to take the time to learn trucking the way that you and I may know it. Okay. Or some of your other um some some of your other uh you know interview guests. people you interview yep. your guests. Um so they just really want to invest. So they'll ask, hey, what type of trailer should I purchase? I'm always gonna say reefer, um, for that exact reason. So uh, most people are tapping into the reefers that we deal with. Okay, yeah. so these are these are investors, and you guys are running their trucks for them. Exactly. So so that's so the dispatch basically turned into into that. Right. So you you have investors that want to buy trucks, but they don't want to really get into it. They they don't want to have to operate right. every day. Right. So you operate the trucks for them. Right. Exactly. And and I got a lot of them from like I, I said I went to Howard. So a lot of people I went to Howard with they're pretty affluent. And they're doing pretty well, mm -hmm. and, but they just don't have the time. Like a few doctors that I deal with that bought some trucks with us, you know, they're not going to quit being a doctor to, to tap into trucking. So they just they just invest, right? Um, and then we just run it from start to finish. Do they understand? Like, do they have like truck pr problems? Understand like the ebbs and flows of trucking? Like, oh man, do they complain at times? You, like, you tell, know, me, tell me, me about that. Do they complain? Don't do that. <laughs> So, not making enough money. Where's so, my right, thousand right, dollars right, a week? Right. Where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, so so the way we do it because we're so transparent. So typically, what I'll do is I'll have um, myself. I'm in every text message, so I'll, I'll do a group chat. It'll be the dispatcher, the owner, the driver, and myself. I'm in every group chat, um, and so they have the opportunity to see exactly what's going on. And once that phone is chiming at two thirty in the morning, at, at eight in the morning, at six in the they understand that this is a 24-hour thing. It doesn't, it doesn't shut down. Right. They typically, when they read it, they 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 understand it. They don't ask too many questions. Um, and they, I think they also realize how much hard work goes into it. Yeah. It really scares them away from wanting to learn the business, <laughs> right? Right. So, but yeah, um, we, we make sure that they understand if the truck breaks down, oil change, the driver late for a low, anything that, that goes against them, just picking on time, dropping on time. It's all in that group chat. So, again, just being as transparent as possible, letting them see the Raycons, understanding the Raycons. 
Um, you get some people that you got to educate them. They want to learn. And so we just take the time to, to teach them. Now, in terms of like maintenance on the trucks, PM, stuff like that, who, are, are you taking care of that for them as well? Or are they just like paying you for that? Like, hey, give me, send me the invoice. Right. A lot. A lot some of them are different. Some are more um, Some are more in tune to what's going on. Um, and sometimes, you know, if it's two, three in the morning and I know that the truck broke down, I'm just going to take care of it. Okay. Uh, we'll get roadside out there if we can't get it to a shop. Loves, or we'll just take care of it and just send them an invoice in the morning. Okay. okay. Or we'll just take it out of the pay slip every Friday. Okay. So Got yeah, so you, you get you get some that's 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 a little more tapped in. Right. And, you know, a little more hands-on, which I love it because they I mean they learn it faster. Three. You got people coming to you asking you to move their car. Mm. And all you gotta do is explain the process to them, find them a carrier, and and get your fee in between, right? So sales was something I was always good at. So I started, you know, I, I took the job. They gave me a job. I took the job within the first summer, which is our season. First six months, I became top three sales guys. Okay. Yeah. So from there, I realized, I was like, I'm on to something. I need to make money. I'm young. It's time to get engaged soon. Uh, How start old my life. Time? I was about 25. Okay. okay. So at that point, you know, I stuck it out with him, made good money, started saving. I, I knew I still wanted to start a business, but I needed some kind of money to start. So another company, you know, I came across another company. He gave me a sign-on bonus the whole night, pulled me on his ship, and, and I went to go work for him. He's also out of New Jersey. And at both places, what I did is I figured out how these businesses are ran, right? What these owners do day-to-day, -day, what I would do differently, what I think they're lacking, right? Um, and things like that. So um, when I was ready, so after my second job, when I was ready, I already kind of had in my in my head a blueprint of how I want to start this, right? Okay. And because I'm, you know, I had the relationships with the guys I was working at, I was the youngest one. They're like, "Listen, that anytime you start, if you start an auto transport brokerage, count us in. We're in. We're right. gonna come work for you." So, bam, I'm at I'm at a crossroads. I got a good job. I'm making good money. I got stability. Um, I saved up. I think like I think at the time it was like twenty five thousand dollars. About to go buy a ring for my wife to propose to her because we was together for like, I think, eight years at that time or something. So she was waiting and that was overdue. Um, but I had to go to India for a wedding, for my cousin's wedding, right? So I go to the wedding. It was in February. I'll never forget this. I told, my, I told the guy I was working for, look, I'm not going to book any jobs because when I go, my customers, I mean, you need to attend to them. And if you don't, they're gonna, we're going to lose them or they're going to become refunds. He's like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, do what you got to do. Book them. He's like, this is when we make the most money. Right. When you go on vacation because you don't got to do nothing. <laughs> He's like, we'll, we'll pick up the slack, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, cool, let's do it. So what about, you know, what I do? I book my jobs. I go to India, come back, and I get a phone call from him that we had almost $5,000 in refunds, right, in a two-week period. Mm. So I was like, we had this talk. You know, I told you this was going to happen. And he kind of flipped it around on me to lower my percentage. Okay. So at this point, I'm just like, man, I was like, you told me to book these orders. I did what you said. I went on the first vacation in years, right? Come back. And now you're trying to cut my percentage pay because I did what you told me to do. So I go home that night. I was out of it. I'm just like, you know, instead of growing, now I'm going backwards again, right? right, right. Second job thinking, you know, things are going the way they need to go. So bam, come, uh, go home that night, talk to my wife. I'm like, look, I got this 20, 25 grand. I'm about to buy this ring for you. Or 
I could take this money and start my business, right? right? right. She she didn't even flinch. She she's like she's been with me for what eight years at this time, so she knew business is where I belong. Right. So she's like, do it. She's like, don't worry about the ring. She's like, just make a deal with me. If you fail, you can get me a cereal box ring, and we get engaged no matter what. Mm. If you make it, I want I want double the carrots, <laughs> right? I want double the size. I said, I like say that. no more. I like that. So we did it. We opened up in March 2016. That was my first company, Yellow Brick Transport, which was the auto transport brokerage. And from March of 2016 to the end of that year, we broke a million dollars in sales with three guys. Wow. Me and two other guys. Yeah. Two. For somebody who was in my situation, you know, you don't have a lot of money, capital saved up. You don't have good credit. Even if you have good credit, a lot of times you don't want to have that risk. Right. Even you don't know it's for you. Like I've had so many people take my program, hop into this business. I've seen them, and it's like oh, I'm giving up. But you don't spend all this money. You're too deep in, right? To just feel like you're just giving, you're taking a loss, right? So this is more like a way for somebody to stick their foot in the water, just see, okay, if it's for me, correct. Without having that big liability, and and, that, and that's a great a great segue. You talk about your program. Talk about that. What made you guys uh, start your program, and and can you tell us a little bit about it? Well. Our program is a sub-agent program where we bring people in up under us and we help them along the way and mentor them while they work on building their their million-dollar book of business so they can become their own agency up under brokers. We're up under. Okay. We partner with them to be able to make it a straight-through process. Transition. Okay. So, um, uh, what was I saying? While we started the, pro- the, the program, yeah. we started because we saw, like, I'll be on Facebook sometimes in the groups and I would see everybody is supposed to be a freight broker or a freight broker trainer. Like, everybody. And it will be somebody who I just seen like six months ago asking for help, right. um, <laughs> what to do as a freight broker. Right. But now they're hiring agents, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. And all this, so I'm like, man, people. It's a lot of people out here screwing people over. Yeah. And like I would see some people like on Instagram, they'll be freight broker trainers one week, and then real estate agents the next week, and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, forex the next week. You, you feel me? Like everybody just changing up. Like this is all I do. Yeah. Like, I, I love and it. And then because of our situation, yeah. like we wouldn't have gotten our foot in the door if it wasn't for my father. Yeah. Cause we didn't have that book of business so calling around calling around couldn't get in couldn't get in so i know people have that struggle because and that's why a lot of people do go to dispatching or just straight brokering because they can't get in under a broker without the book of business so that's what we come in at right we are your foot in the door you don't have to call around the brokers and stuff like that just you know come in as an agent okay learn okay earn while you learn Got you. So they're they're working. Just so I'm clear on the the the, the way the uh, relationship is, they're working under you guys as yes. sub agents for your agent agency. And how did how did they get paid? They get they paid get straight paid. from the broker as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah and it's a fifty. We got it set split. up that way. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Dope. So dope. we no money is funneled through our agency. We don't even deal with it. It goes directly through their account to their account from the broker. The broker sends them a 1099. Oh, that's a good deal, man. It is. Yeah, the and, 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 they, and they learn, and, they, and you guys are mentoring them, helping them through Correct. the process. Because brokers don't have time to hold, you know, like a big brokerage, they don't have time to hold your hand. Yeah. So that's why we, you know what I'm saying, sticking our necks out there like, okay, yeah, we, we'll help you. Gotcha. Because so, so many people want to get in the industry, but they are so lost. Like he said, getting those groups, you just see it all the time. It's just like, when people finally see someone that's successful and they're really trying to help you, they've been screwed over so many times that... It's just like, I don't want to take another trainer. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. I really do. You know what I'm saying? But we're here, you know, for that for that help. Got you. Help and, and and what do, like, typically when they first get started, what's, like, some of the hurdles that you see um, people having to get over when they when you're, when you're training them? Um, getting comfortable on the phones. 
Yeah. Making phone calls. Um, a lot of people try to recreate the wheel when it comes to yeah. sales. Like they try to go around the whole. Like you know, I know it's a way to get around the phones. I mean, I want to hire some people or hire people to make phone calls. It's not really a business. You can just keep throwing money at and think you're gonna get something. You gotta mm-hmm. actually do some work, right? So that's the biggest thing. A lot and of not being consistent and yeah. organized, and, and you know, a lot of people still work, which is okay. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be strategic. You got to be very organized if you still work a nine to five. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it too is with us, since we're you know what I'm saying already doing this, and we pretty much have our flow together. If someone's at work, we'll post your loads for you. You know what I'm saying? We'll, you know, call the carriers or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? To make sure, because it's hard to get a customer and it's, it's easy to lose them off of a rookie mistake. Gotcha. So that's why we, you know what I'm saying? We mentor, we hold your hand, we, we do it all. Wow, dope. So for them, it's zero startup costs. Well, they pay for the training. They pay for the training. And then that's it. And then that's it. Yeah. So so zero start to get into business. So they just, you guys train them and then they're in business basically. Right. You can hop right on it. When you say, okay, I'm done with training. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to roll. We do like, you know, a little Zoom call or whatnot if they're not in Atlanta. And hey, you can start making calls tomorrow. Wow. And and, and you guys experience, how, how much can somebody actually make in this business within their first year? What, what, what's, what's the, what's the earning potential? Man, okay. We had a husband and wife team. They started with us last year and their first six months they made seventy thousand. Yeah. First it wasn't six, six months. months. It was Maybe about August, four. September. It was four months. Yeah. Yeah. And four months. Yeah. They made seventy thousand? Four yes. months. Wow. One. So what is the formula that you would teach in in, in to, to a new dispatcher? Like sure. if you want to just give them the basis, like what this is what you should be looking for when you're dispatching a load. What, what would be that formula? Um, I would say uh, you want to look for the hot markets. You know, you, you want to, especially just getting in, you're not going to have a lot of relationships. And so for the most part, you're going to have to chase, chase loads. Okay. And, and you want to get your clients in the areas that are, that are pretty, much, pretty much have a high ratio of loads versus trucks. Okay. So you command a higher rate. And you can start to build your business and build your credibility with your client because you need to keep them moving and they want to see that. Right. But also build your relationships with the brokers along the way. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. You know, um, you know, a lot of people think you can just, you know, get a laptop, do some training and then do dispatching. Right. And which is true. The barrier of entry is low. Right. But the, the ability, the ability to maintain it and grow it is uh, is more is more. Um, how do you say is it's more challenging. Okay. You know, most most mom and pops dispatchers, they, they may dispatch ten trucks. You know, that wasn't our goal. You know, we kinda came in with the vision of how can we lay out our dispatch company to dispatch a thousand trucks. Right. You know, and, and in a year, you know, we grew to one fifty. We one fifty wow. on the dispatch right now. Wow. One hundred fifty trucks. We touch every day. Yeah. And in in addition to your own fleet. Of course. No, no. So okay. So that's so included. One thirty. One thirty outside of my own fleet. So okay. all together, one fifty. Okay. Okay. Got you. Do you do you deal with your own fleet any differently than you deal with the? Oh, of course the carriers? not. Of course not, man. You know, it's it's business. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm looking to make money both ways, not okay. just one way. Right. 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 So um, I actually use the relationships I got from you know my fleet. To spread to other clients. Okay. You know, I, I don't I don't do insurance. I don't do, you know, factoring, um, uh, all those other different components. So uh, as I grew my company, I built relationships with 
driving recruiting. Okay. I built relationships with a factoring company, with okay. an insurance company. Okay. And then um, once I get a client, I expose them to that. Okay. You know, I, you know, I get them under the umbrella and I say, man, let me look at your P&L. Let me see how you, you know, where your costs at. Yeah. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, I, I know yeah. How to, I know how to minimize costs, man. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, and that's um, what it's about. That's what we're in business for. Of course. You right. know, uh, you know, when you think about revenue, uh, only about, I'll say, 15 to 30% of top line revenue go to your bottom line. Okay. Think about that, 15 okay. to 30%. Okay. But cost, 100% of the costs go to your bottom line. Mm. So where you should spend more time at? If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and hustle. Let's go.